It's the Retirement Domination Life After Work podcast with Tom Jacobs and Michelle McCormick. Welcome to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and comment. Uh, Welcome back. She is a local television host. She's an author. Her name is Jennifer Firestein. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Michelle. Um, Jen also works in the field of aging. And everybody says, you're too young to work in the field of aging, (laughs) which is kind of reverse discrimination a little bit. it is. But you're also an author. And I'm going to say, I first met you. um, I've been seeing you on television, but I met you you, we were at a purse auction and I was hosting a purse auction for, um, for, a, uh, an organization. And there was this author sitting in the crowd and you, we were auctioning off your book with yes. one of the purses. And <laughs> I am so impressed because of course, Terry DeBoer works here at Jacobs financial and Tom Jacobs has written a book. I was, I have a degree in journalism as well, but I've, I'm so impressed with authors and I feel like so happy to know you. Aww, like when you. I saw you in the audience I was like oh, hi Aww. and um and then today you brought me a copy of your book and thank you so much you it means so welcome. the world to me and thank you for signing it this is a novel and it's she goes by the pen name Jennifer DeVita yes uh it's a great name by the way thank you DeVita. it means of life which is Italian it's Italian and, uh, the story is a story of life so I love how it all ties in well it's called not your shoe size a novel about acting your age or not in parentheses and um it's a Amazing. Could you give us just a small, tiny synopsis of, without giving away any of the big scoop? Of course. Of the book. Yeah, I know. No spoilers. And what brought you to this book? <laughs> Tell us all that. So the story is of two characters, Julia and Colette, who are lifelong best friends that are aging from the age of 10 to 100. And each chapter is a decade of their life. And they both have very opposing viewpoints on how to age well in an ageist society. So Julia is all about embracing her age, her gray right. hair, her crow's feet, her wrinkles, and her geriatric sneakers. And Colette is chasing the elusive fountain of youth wearing stilettos. And despite their differences, they learn from each other along the way on how to age well. Wow. I mean, that is interesting because I I would say I have a best friend and we are exact opposites. Uh Same thing. She doesn't do the makeup. She wears comfortable. She's like smart and gets in there. And I'm not fighting age, but I you know, I like a shoe. (laughs) I like a purse. I like this cape that you're wearing. I like fashion. So yeah, I still like to put on makeup. So that is so interesting. And what brought you to this? Why this story? Right. So when I uh, started writing Not Your Shoe Size, it was in response to the fact that, and I've shared this story before, that I got my degree in broadcasting After nine years of being a stay-at-home mom and wife, I tried to get my foot back in the door, and I was told that I was too seasoned to be on TV. I was 31 years old. And, (laughs) and, you know, listen, and again, this sounds sounds very trite to say, but television can be that kind of world, a plastic world, but that's... um, you're stunning and I would and again I don't care about my age I'm fine I'm 59 I'm good with it but you do not look your age and that's uh well and what is our what are we supposed to look like at our age and that's what this novel addresses is that there is no right or wrong way to age and that's why the subtitle is novel about acting your age or not because we all are trying to figure this out there's no roadmap there's no guidebook about how to age well and society imposes the um, you know, stereotypical myths and, and beliefs on women, especially because men, when 
and oh. they get gray hair and wrinkles while they're distinguished and they're knowledgeable. Handsome George Clooney. Yes, right. right. And women, when we get wrinkles and gray hair, we start to feel invisible and and we look tired or worn out, as people say. And it's like, well, no kidding, we're worn out because we're fighting this anti-aging battle unnecessarily. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So not your shoe size. I started writing it after just uh, working in the field of broadcasting, then in the field of gerontology and seeing the vast spectrum of what it looks like to age. And uh, there's no right or wrong way of doing it. And even the two characters in the book, right, they have very different ideas. And I am not necessarily uh, saying one is better than the other because right. we all have our way. Of, and it's all about the feeling beautiful, whether it's the inner beauty, the external beauty. But we just as women want to feel our best. In this book, do you cover health, too? Like it's one thing to look great and feel great and get your Botox across your forehead or whatever it is you need. Oh, I can girl, I'm I'm late. Look at these. I have 11s. Anyway, I'm an 11. Um, but I recently have been taking care, trying to take care of my core. I've been trying to really engage. I've been trying to be lifting weights because that's what they say. Um, my bone density is crap. I mean, and so I wonder if, I, is there a, a part in here that discusses health, yes. bad health? Does somebody get sick? Do we get, yeah, yeah. So really what I did when I was writing this is I mapped out all of the issues that women face from puberty through menopause, right up until our very last breath. Everything in there that's whether it's spiritual or social or socioeconomic, everything is in Marriage, there. divorce, yes, hysterectomy, truly. caregiving, children. Yes. Yep, all of it's in there. Yeah. And it's told uh, through witty and poignant vignettes. And there are really not a lot of good fiction books that discuss the topic of aging. There's a lot of, um, like I like to say, nonfiction books with a lot of footnotes. Yeah. And, uh, and this one really fills in the gap because it's about the narrative of aging and it's very funny. I'm so much funnier on paper than in real life. No, that's not true. Here's <laughs> what's interesting. I'm As you're talking right now, I'm looking at this page. How do you come up with, this is what amazes me, the dialogue, because I'm going to give you an example. I quickly open it up to um, well, if I ever get old and smile, put me out of my misery before you put me into a nursing home. Colette and and they're arguing, don't worry, I will. I joked. Um, imagine you wouldn't be the um, the easiest patient to care for. Now, that's rubbish. I mean, how they go back. You, first of all, you can tell they're friends by just that paragraph. But how does that come to you? What are you? Is this from you and your good friend? Is this from a mother? Is this from a Where do you yes. get that dialogue? Well, so the story was dedicated to um, two very important women in my life. My lifelong best friend, Julie. She and I grew up on the same street together. We are best friends. We went to college. We were college roommates. She was in my wedding. We were in the midst of planning hers and she died unexpectedly at the age of 30. And so I really wanted to capture the essence of our friendship in this book. And so I know that she and I, because we were like that, we were kind of polar opposites. And so I really wanted to capture that oh. between us. And, uh, and then the other, um, woman in the book that it's dedicated to is my daughter Ava because I really want her to feel good in her own skin no matter what her age and not let society impose its own ageist beliefs and so my inspiration for writing this came from them but it also was my outlet so just through the stressors of life Jennifer I could I I was a, a single mom I raised my three kids by myself for the last 15 years and so that was my outlet to be able to just de-stress and so 
after the kids went to bed, especially when like my daughter was, uh, was one years old when I got divorced and raised them by myself, I would just sit down with my laptop and I would type away and I could enter other people's worlds and escape mine for a little while. Wow. And what a beautiful thing for you to continue to write as if your friend wasn't gone. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? I mean, your dearest friend, and I am so sorry, first of all, and second, gosh, what a great thing, because I would imagine you're continuing on beyond 30 with you and her as if she were here. Am I? Yeah. Well, and it's funny because we both... taking a liberty there? No, that's absolutely true. And we both had an obsession with shoes, and I wanted, again, to capture shoes in the story. And so so each chapter, like the start of the chapter, has a little graphic that represents that chapter. And shoes really do tell the story of life, because when we're kids, we're wearing, you know, our Mary Janes, and we, we play dress up in our mom's heels and then we become moms and we are wearing maybe slippers and then we become older and we're like you know forget those stilettos and uh, so yeah they tell the story of life and so Julie had a larger shoe collection than I have which is just hard to believe and so I really wanted to be able to tell the story as to what maybe it would look like today because I know we would still be friends today. This is amazing. This is an interesting, amazing uh, story and and especially, it's funny that you say shoes. I, while you're here, I'm going to show you this. So I shop in secondhand stores a lot and I sometimes find designer items and this shoes, these shoes that I found, I brought them in today. Which, not because you were going to be here, has nothing to do with you being here. I brought them in to give them to somebody. These were handmade, this Italian designer, and uh, uh, they're a size nine, so I can't find a taker. You don't happen to be a size I'm nine. I'm a size nine. Okay, they're a lot of shoe. And if you, if you, I'm trying to give them to somebody, and maybe they need to go home oh with gosh, you. Maybe they do. But they're an awful lot of shoe. They're an artist, crazy. Okay, they're a lot. They're stiletto y. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You, this is, you know what this is? This is shoe and tell. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, now listen, it's a lot of shoe. Oh, now listen wow. to me. It's it's but their platform and I don't know. I feel like you're looking at me like are you insane? <laughs> they are interesting. They are very interesting. Oh my gosh, what a great shoe. Yeah, like I said, this is shoe and tell and look at even the teal is my favorite color. You have so to, the background of the book, not your shoe size, is teal and look at the label is teal. These may need to go home with you. I think they do. I have to see them on you, which after we're done here, you have to try those on there because who I brought them in for they didn't quite fit okay. they were a little big and I they're too beautiful for me I I have never worn them and I was walking around with them today they're just too they need to go to somebody who will love them well and it's funny because chapter five in the book Julia and I don't want to give away too much but Julia does um she gets a little um saucy in midlife and <laughs> so she puts on a pair of black platform stilettos similar to this and okay. so this this would be even great for like photography because I do a lot of like photography around shoes. I'm actually um, Jennifer, you are. This is so interesting. Yes, yeah. I'm doing uh, right now, and I know it's before Christmas, but I'm doing the twelve shoes of Christmas, and so each day of uh, the shoe uh, represents um, something related to shoes. Oh my gosh, that is so interesting. All right, where can we find the book? So you can go to my website, jenniferdevita.com or notyourshoesize.com, and you can get it, um, you order it through there, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, bookshop.org. I am a big supporter of local bookstores. Sure. Though, and so you can go to any local bookstore and you can order it. They can order it for you. 
Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Michelle. Oh my gosh, Jennifer DeVita, you can catch her on WOTV4 um, on Tuesdays, but also, uh, and you fill in on Channel 8? You yes. fill in on 8 West? Yep, I, I do 8 West shows too, yeah. and then I also am part of the crew women, and so I do infomercials that are 30-second buzz tips on all things aging well. And it's funny, because you know we started this about how I was told I was too seasoned to be on TV at the age of 31. Sure. I am just shy of 50, and I'm doing more TV now than ever. So go figure on that. that. That's right. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. And thank you for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. Been a delight. Subscribe to the Retirement Domination Life After Work podcast and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Jacobs Financial Services offers insurance and annuity products. All guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing company. We do not provide investment tax or legal advice and are not affiliated with any government agency.